Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Stay, Shalimar, Shack Attack, and a massive Rishi Shunak to each and every bloody one of you. She's here. It's Linda Bollock. Lean into the microphone, Linda. She's suddenly gone scouse. Linda's here. How have you been, Linda? What have you been up I'm to? I'm all right, despite having received a barrage of abuse with me burger the other day. Oh, what? Oh, that's right. Karen, what? what you went to Karen's Karen. diner. Karen's diner. Those of you who are remotely interested and haven't stopped subscribing to the podcast will remember that Linda went to somewhere called Karen's. What is it, a burger place? It's a like diner. That? It's a like, diner. It looks like Happy Days, right? They've got all like the checkboard yeah. floor and the sort of um, squeaky, uh, what are they call Melamine. Melamine, it's just melamine around. Yes, yes, I don't know what that is. Don't Lots of chrome, don't know all what that you're shit. talking about. Anyway, get to the, you get go, to the meat got, of the thing. You go for in sake. and you are allowing yourself to be open to a barrage of abuse from very disgruntled staff. Oh, God. You do have a dirty bottom, I've seen it. They don't say that. No, do they? you no. walk in the okay. door, they say, okay. What the fuck do you want? Oh, no. I have a reservation. Uh, do you now? Meanwhile, I was with a gentleman. Yeah. And meanwhile, a woman comes up behind me and goes, Move, bitch. And, and you pay for we the... We pay for this experience. It feels a little bit like a specialised service, except no one gets their body spanked. Oh, my God. Anyway, so you go it. The food is very good, right? But the service is awful, and that's what you pay for. Yeah. Everyone gets given, like, a little paper sort of chef's hat. No, more like a sailor's hat. Right. right? My companion was given a chef, uh, chef stroke sailor's hat with... Yeah. Uh, Badger bitch written on it, <laughs> and mine said, "I have a vagina like a punched lasagna." Well, we do know that. That's a given. I don't know how that has managed to escape the four walls of this room. Well, some people are like that. They like the sort of, you know, the being a be- the rough stuff. Oh, you just spanked me. Do you know that what I mean? Boring. They're not that sort of thing. That's what it felt like. It was very, very sour experience, oh, but um, the food was great. So uh, I think five stars all round. Well, jolly good. And if you ask. Them nicely. Would you like to spank my bottom one day? I'm sure they would do that because people like that. So why do people like that? Just between you, since we're on this subject, and I'm getting it's just a little sex thing again. So cover delicate ears. Mm. 
I don't understand that. You know, when people are into that sort of thing, sort of being treated roughly, being abused, how can anyone enjoy that? That Fifty Shades of Grey thing. If he'd have smacked my bum, I'd have smacked his back. Dirty, bloody bastard. You are a very sexy man. Not when you do things like that, you know, disgusting. Well, Linda, I've got to tell you this. There are some... If you go into London... Now, anyone who lives in London or has visited London might have visited Wong Keys. Oh, I've heard of that. That's where they kick you oh, out, isn't it? Oh, God, I was there, and I don't want to do the accent. So can, this is just to tell you. I Don't cancel me about this. But I was there a few years ago, and there was a couple downstairs, and they wanted to move because they had friends upstairs. And they said, you know, would you, would you mind if we moved upstairs <laughs> This waiter was going, shut up, shut up, fuck off, stop talking, shut up, fuck off. And, and I mean, I would, I don't have to do the accent, but it was, shut up, shut up, fuck off, stop talking, stop talking, shut your mouth. And um, I thought, do people like that sort of service? I hate it. Imagine being that waiter, it must be very draining. Oh, what if he's awful. a very mild-mannered person by day? I just think, you know, there's, there's, there's so many weird things out there in the world that are unnecessarily rude. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of unnecessary. A friend of mine went to a ninja cafe where you sit in the dark and people um, thrust swords through gaps in the wall. (laughs) Oh, you must tell me where that is. I said, you'll never find it unless you're a ninja. Let's get on with the show. Enough of this shite. Here we go. And I'm going to kick off once again with a deep dive. Of my favourite book at the moment... The Soul Must Go On, book two by Malcolm Thorogood. Now, I do know, Malcolm, if you're listening, or anyone from his organisation, we are not really allowed to read passages from this book. I understand that. But I do want to promote the book. Please, please get it. All the proceeds go to the Vanessa Foundation charity, uh, dedicated to his daughter, who died at age 14. I don't want to be... You know, I don't want to take the piss out of this book because on face value, Freddie Starr's messages from Beyond the Grave could be seen as something which might, you know, a bit of levity might it might result well, in a bit of... he was a funny man. He was a funny he? man. Funny. But it's an absolutely fascinating book. Uh, and what, what, basically, Malcolm has been receiving messages from the dead, the very dead, Freddie Starr, which come through uh, a, a medium called June Valentine, right. which maybe we can speak to June sometime. It is a fascinating book. And I got all the way through it. I made all sorts of notes on this book. The Soul Must Go On, book two, Freddie Starr's Messages from Beyond the Grave. And then I decided that actually I wouldn't do it because apart from anything, there's a massive legal um, note in the front of the book. But needless to say, if I ever wanted to do a... Then this would be the book I would go in for. And please do... Do get it yourself and do your own. It's a bit like Fight Club, this book club, isn't it? No one talks about it. <laughs> it's the best way for legal reasons. If you do read it, keep it to yourself. Yeah, that's right. I mean, well, Linda had a very good idea that we could all talk about it psychically, psychically. for next time. But anyway, I can't do it. But if you do get the book, please do enjoy. Would Can I you... just send a psychic message about that book now? I totally agree with you, Linda. One of the greatest British comedians of all time. Thank you very much. Ghost Perv! Cop, put the scary music oh, on, please. Do you want Ghost Perv music? I don't think I've got <laughs> This is from, I think it's The Sun. Uh, Ghost Perv Cop Guilty. Read that out, Linda. An ex-PC was yesterday convicted of making dirty phone calls despite... How, how retro. 
Yeah, the dirty, dirty phone, phone call. Calls. That's an old My thing. My used to keep a mouth organ by the telephone for just that kind of experience. Really? Yeah, so she could blast her ears off. Oh, a, a mouth organ. I thought she'd sort of join in to put it to song. <laughs> are you wearing any knickers? <laughs> what are you wearing? What are you wearing? You know, sing something like this. <laughs> Is it that sort of thing? No, but she should have. She should have. You're making dirty phone calls despite claiming his body was inhabited by the spirit of a 19... <laughs> Come on. Yeah. By a 19th century pervert. In case you missed that, an XPC was just convicted of, make, convicted of making dirty phone calls despite claiming his body was inhabited by the spirit of a 19th century pervert. It's another one of these, it won't me, a ghost did it once. Absolutely ridiculous. Go on. Anthony Cooper of Waterdell Bent, pestered by a string of women, but blamed the ghost of sex-crazed Peter Wilson, who died 100 years ago. Magistrates ruled evidence about the ghost was inadmissible and found him guilty. <laughs> I am. Can I just say, I'm sick of ghosts getting the blame. <laughs> it's like the spectral version of you don't know them, they go to another school. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I've got to say, Ruth was a bit like that when she stayed at this house. Oh, yeah. Blaming the ghost. She'd be blowing off watching Tipping Point or something. And she'd be like, oh no, it's a ghost. You know, I said, which ghost? She'd say, off the top red Florence Nightingale or something. You know, oh, oh, it's, oh, it's Mother Teresa just blown off. You know, anyway, she was always... You do have a dirty bottom, I've seen it. You know, nightmare having that woman living with me. It, what I find incredible, the magistrate said the evidence was inadmissible. I wonder, probably because of 19th century ghosts, wouldn't know how to, how do you know how to use a bloody telephone? Exactly, never mind, abuse it. But how would a 19th century ghost... Do the sexy phone calls. You'd be thinking about your ankles, wouldn't you? Oh, oh, oh. Are your ankles on show, madam? Would you please tell me how you get into your crinoline? <laughs> anyway, that is sad. Talking of awful phone messages, here are your Skype messages for the show. New message. Hi, Clinton. I live um, in the countryside, and the other day I was in my garden. And I heard a rustling in the bushes. Quite frightened, and now more alert than I was previously, I looked over at the bushes and I saw this great, big, hairy, horrible-looking thing. And I realised it was the farmer. He was just inspecting his boundaries. So I let him in and... uh, he came and inspected my... Hey, Clinton, you know you said to give you a ring if the voices came back. Well, they're telling me you need to come round and give my frontal lobe a thorough examination. So any time in the next two weeks, hubby's away, so don't forget the wine and the walker sensations. Bye, sexy. G'day, Clinton. I've got a rogue koala that needs timing. It's clinging on to me far... Hi, this is Alistair about the Lizzie Borden incident. When I was a kid, I'd watched the film about Lizzie Borden. At night, I had a nightmare, I thought. But no, then I woke up, and it seemed Lizzie Borden was standing in the room, looking at me, coming at me with an axe to chop me up. Thank you. Now, as you know, we are doing a show, me and Ramon to me. We are all over the 
country from September the 22nd to the start of December. Tickets are at clintonbaptist.com forward slash live. Please do bloody well come along because, you know... You've been working very hard on it. We've been working very, very hard on it. And the situation is tense with you and Ramon, let's be honest. It's very, very difficult with me and Ramon uh, because, you know, it's very hard to work so closely together. But but if you don't buy a ticket, there's no point us doing all these bloody rehearsals. ClintonBaptiste.com forward slash live. There's all sorts of stuff you can hear. It's wonderful. There's singing, dancing, the lot. You know, it's all there, so please do come along. But anyway, we've had a little run in this Not week. Not again. Yes, we've had a run in this week. Do you think you're too similar? Is that what it is? <laughs> Fuck off! Too similar, cheeky cow. <laughs> There's been a little bit of a run in about free tickets he's been giving away. Have a listen to this. Angel Waters, Gabriel Waters, Roger Waters, Ramon right, here. Right, uh, Ramon, it's me. Listen, oh, can I just... Right, can I just say, I've just looked at the printout for ticket sales for our tour. Uh-huh. What's this I hear? Yeah, you're, you're clearly giving away free tickets for, for our shows on our tour for your family. I'm That's not going with that. What's going to come out of your fit? Ah, shut up. Because you're very generous, aren't you? What? You'd give the gangling off your hairy back to him, wouldn't you? Listen, we've got to we got to earn money from this too. You can't just hand it out to your lot. What do you mean, my lot? Yeah, your, your family. family wouldn't even know the theatre. Put it this way. Were you, were you lot, I'm picking up less at Royal Windsor Park, less Gat compartment, trailer park. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Charming. Aye, charming. Aye, if your dad was an airport, he'd be Gibraltar, taken up the slope by a troop of monkeys ten times a day. Your daddy thought he had a, a PhD in geology, turned out it was an STD from f***ing Grimsby. If your mother was a concert, she'd be Live Aid, players on and off her all day and night, and her oh. opening was the status quo. Oh. Yeah, 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 your dad, right, he's always picking up ladies of the night. Oh, yes, his idea of foreplay was undoing his seatbelt and turning the fucking engine off. Your mother gets stopped at customs. They said, have you packed any nails, scissors, tweezers or hairspray in your luggage? She said, no. They said, well, f*** me, look at you. Don't you think you should, darling? Ugly old boot. Your father had that many illegitimate wains. He had to use an Excel sheet to remember their birthdays. He gets repetitive strain injury from writing birthday cards. Your, your, your old man, he's made that many fraudulent claims for benefits. This alias, that alias. And not for a fact, he's been signing on his Susan f***ing Bourne for the last two years, a silly prick. Your mother had a surprise party and all the guests sat in the dark. She walked in, they all cheered, but your dad wouldn't turn the light on, the oh. stingy bastard. Your mother had to f***ing guess who was there. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. Friendly, <laughs> do it for you lot. Your, your mum, yeah, I tell you what, your mum you got, got your dad somebody in baby blue to turn him on. Viagra, that's about it. I remember your mother saying, oh, after all that Christmas dinner, all I need is a good walk. That. What your mother needed was an industrial macerator. How dare you! Your mother and sister showed me their snaps at that restaurant for her birthday. I thought, for f**k's sake, I didn't know hairy bikers were filming in Glasgow. Y- 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 your brother, yeah, your brother, predatory. Predatory? He's got that many electronic ankle tags on him. Now, we've got to address the elephant in the room a bit. Jake. Oh, God. Cat, Cat Fox, who produces the show. Yeah. We've, we've got this lad, Jake. I, it could get there. It could, it, it could get there. He's young. He's enthusiastic. Well, is he enthusiastic? He's though? quite enthusiastic. He's, he, he's sort. He's one of these people. He's done a gap year. He's been all over 
the world. We were all that know-it-all kid at one point, weren't we? we, we? I, I don't want to be but too nasty. Not quite as know-it-all. But Let's just give him a little bit of a go. Well, he's been out and about and he wants to talk to me about, well, spiritual things to give him his, his due. Have a listen to this. I'm ringing yes. from Udaipur in India. I'm in the state of Rajasthan. H- Hello, Jake. Yeah, hi. Are you recording? Yes, I've started recording. Go on. Uh, look, I really appreciate you getting me involved. I just hey. think it would give you, you know, your podcast, forgive me, mate, just a bit more gravitas when it comes to, like, matters of the spiritual. Sorry. Well, I do appreciate you wanting to get involved, Jake. I know your aunt is keen for you to do something, but more gravitas is a bit patronising, if you don't mind me saying. I'm a deeply fucking spiritual man. That's what the podcast is, mate. Mate, I didn't mean to belittle you, but without bigging my part up, I've had to walk about six miles to find a phone, mate. This isn't a holiday. The sort of work I'm doing, right? I don't want to, you know, overstate it, but I'm, I'm like picking up ideas, disseminating thoughts, quite often with very learned people, beautifully simple people. Do, do you get me? Yeah, look, I have actually been to India and all, Jake. Where did you go? Mumbai. Bombay. Uh, hey, <laughs> you got that wrong, you see, because it's called Mumbai nowadays. <laughs> uh, actually, I think you'll find most liberal Indians still call it Bombay. Well, fucking Bombay, then! Yeah, right, Bombay, a bit touristy. Not oh, is exactly it really? Not exactly is it? No, it's not. Well, listen, the tape's running. Tell us what the fuck... Tell us what you've been up to. And, 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 and I can't tell you, Jake, I can't spend too long on this. I've had quite a long story coming on email about a ghost who shit someone up in a vicarage, and it's pretty good, so I'll have to cut you short. Mate. I'm sorry, but I'm here to help your podcast. Yeah, okay. I've spent the afternoon meditating with my girlfriend. Yes. And you're bringing a lot of negativity to this call. Am I I've been really? with some wonderful Indian children who uh, have nothing, mate. Yeah, they have okay. nothing. And I've been teaching them. I've been reading with them. Have you, have you ever done anything like that? That's what? exactly the sort of feature that your podcast could do with, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I have done that, actually. Where? Fucking India. What? In a mandir? Yeah, in a mandir. Not in a mandir. It's oh. in a mandir. Oh. It's a communal place of worship. I know that. Right, do you want to do this recording or not? Yeah. Yeah, right, well, we're rolling now, so can we get on with it? <clears throat> Go. Namaste. You find me, Jake, in Udaipur, northern India, in the Indian state of Rajasthan. And it's here today that myself and my girlfriend Nettie settle on a poor village to offer prayers and pass on a bit of the spiritual energy and learning that has guided us throughout our journey of discovery. For three hours we sat with them, putting beads into their hair or breaking bread. They were so grateful. Join me on my return as I discuss with Clinton the true nature of spiritual travel in this verdant and corporeal world. Maybe... Just maybe there's more to life than what you know at home. I'm Jake Beaumont, reporting from Northern India for Clinton Baptiste's Paranormal Podcast. Okay, Clint? Yeah, it's Clinton. Have you finished? Sorry, mate. Speak soon. And pie to you. It means love to you. Yeah, and, and love to you, you, stupid little prick. And now it's time for more psychic switchboard swindlers with my neighbour, Barry. Witness the power of the tarot. Enter the psychic zone and find out what's in your future. Find out what secrets our tarot masters have to tell you. Call now. Call 1-800-943-443. 1-800-654-3128. 
Hello, you're through to switchboard. Um, this is Amanda. How can I help you? Uh, oh, hello. Uh, Amanda, uh, uh, nice, nice uh, to speak to you. My name is uh, Barry. Hello, Barry. Lovely hello. to speak to you too. Lovely to speak to you too. <laughs> no, it's just I um, need to speak to you. I'm in slight dire straits at the moment. And right. I'm looking for the and I wondered whether you could just do me a basic reading. Absolutely, I can do that. Yeah. We actually offer a package, and it's the past, present, and future reading. Is that something pa you pa Past, present, and future. Yeah. Yes, please. Just, just. I mean, any sort of reading. Just draw the card and you know, take that sort of thing. Of course. Okay. Well, let's get us started. Yeah. So, in general, how have you been? How is your health? Well, not too bad. I've got a few worries. It sent me completely banana ramas, really. Oh, but I'm um, to hear that. Yeah, I'm only, you know, I'm not a very complex person, quite a simple right. mind. And, right. Yeah, but it, what, I, and I, what I just wondered was, you know, I've got a few problems at home and my health is fine, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, if anything, it's just not Nirvana at home, really. It's, oh, it's right. anything but... I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. So, would you say your mental health is is in a good place? Well, yeah, I think it's uh, pretty good. I mean, the status quo is, is, isn't too bad in my house. Right. But, yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm sensing some very positive vibes from you, Barry. Super. <laughs> Should we get into it? Yes, please. So, I have drawn the five of wands. Oh, blimey, what's that? Sounds... Uh... It, it, it's a suit. It's most often called wands, but sometimes people call it rods or staves, and it represents initiative. Okay, well, well, uh, <laughs> you know... It's really one to start with, Barry. That's okay, as long as it's not complicated, because I'm not that interested in the cult of, you know, brainwashing me. Right, no. Well, actually, it's a suit of enterprise and risk-taking. Are you, are you particularly a, a risk-taker, Barry? Very much so. I've had my own, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. business and yeah. that. I, I'm very much a sort of, you know, I'm not, don't really hold much sway with Eastern philosophies. I'm very much a Westlife kind of person, you know. What's it saying about me past? I mean, what's the genesis of it? Well, this suit essentially symbolises struggles. Oh, Maneuvering and a competitive urge in your life, so yeah. it could be about someone who is pushing their agenda upon others. It can mean many things, pushing okay. their agenda on, on people. So it could okay. be. Well, give, give me the full service. Give me the full ten cc service. Well, the five of wands yeah. is such an incredible card to have for your past because okay. in this position it encourages you to find your natural ambitions, to identify what what um, energises you, what you would fight for. Right, oh, well, I'll fight for the right to pass, so, you know, that's... <laughs> okay, should we move on to your present? Yes, present, okay. Four of Cups. And it's Four upright. of Cups, okay. So this is, essentially, represents the emotional and psychic aspects of your life. Okay. So, fantasy, your imagination, your feelings of love, Right. And actually, drawn it upright. Imagination, yeah. Yes, you're right. your imagination. Okay. Um, so, in this position, it's come out as you want to basically take a clear look at how distracted your life has become. 
it's not intangible, it's blamange, really, my, my right. life, really. So that's, that's ringing a, a, a few bells? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, it has got a bit bogged down. My diet's not so good. I've had a lot, I eat a lot of meatloaf. Oh, God. Okay, but I just really yeah. want to say wham to... Right. I, sorry, I, I'm not sure if I'm imagining this. It, it just sort of sounds like you're saying um, names of bands? Is, is that... No. No. Well, can we get back to the question in hand, you know? Right. Let, let's move on to the final... Um, yeah. The, the final card. So, yeah. what is your future, Barry? Well, is it an oasis or...? Right, well, you, 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 you sort of sound like you're doing it again. Yeah, OK. Well, you're bleeding fraud. Out yours! Put it out your arse! Thank you. <gasps> provider has charged 75 pounds 78p to your account for your psychic reading call thank you and have a nice day the producers peters fox limited have used this recording in good faith and made every effort to disguise the company of the switchboard used and the psychics contacted who were in turn remunerated for their participation in this podcast thank you Now, as you know, I do a lot of readings up and down the country, don't I, Linda? Oh, he does, yeah. And the other week, I was in Kidsgrove, which I think I mentioned last time, in Stoke-on-Trent, where I spoke to Nikki and Kira Evans. Have a listen to this. I'm here in Kidsgrove at the Town Hall. 
It's a very spooky place, and I've met a couple of ladies, uh, a wonderful comedian, Kira, who is here. She's just been on stage, and this is her mum, who's also a singer and a chaperone. But the most important thing is that they are true believers in the supernatural. If I might turn to you, Nikki, what's the story you've got for us, please? Well, the story I've got was uh, in a house I used to live. Um, I uh, was sitting with Kira, wasn't I? And um, Kira was about two and a half years old and she was across the other side of the table. We just had breakfast. And she just climbed over the table and said, the nothing lady. Well, that's a bit tough on her own mum, isn't it? I mean, you've achieved quite a lot. I I don't know whether that's all that fair, (laughs) Kira. I don't think she's actually talking about me, though. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Who was she talking about? Well, she looked over my shoulder and and just said the nothing lady, so um, I'm assuming she'd seen a ghost. Well, rather spookily, the nine o'clock bell has just stopped as I'm... Kira, what did you see? Do you have any recollection of this? Well, being two and a half years old. Mm, yeah, definitely. difficult, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but I also remember when I was around about six, yeah. when I went up to my bedroom in that house, yeah. uh, there used to be a box by my door. Good God. And um, I used to talk to this thing. The mic's not great. Hold it a bit lower down, apparently. The mic's not great. Hold it a little bit lower down, is what I'm being told about this gig. Thank you. That was the voice of Freddie Starr, who was just recommend, just letting us know. Thank you, Freddie. Go back to sleep. Come. <laughs> and this box was by my door, and I remember seeing this young boy, and I was literally sat talking to him as a kid, and I thought he was like Joking. an imaginary friend. And then turns out that this nothing lady ended up having a child that also um, was not with her at the time. What's as the well. relevance of the box? It was just Barbie door. It had all like me kid jewellery and like you know your bell slippers you get from Primark. Right, but what you what the you were sat down next to the box yeah. and this little boy was there yeah, as well. Yeah, sat on top of the box. What did he look like? Uh, like a Victorian little boy. You're joking. No, really. And did you do you remember having a laugh with him? Or do you remember him being spooky or? Uh, I remember talking to him about school and that, and then they used to play games together. And Victorian games, hoop and stick. Um, you know, like ring around roses. Oh my and that, god! Like plague area. Ring around roses. You mean ring a ring of roses? Yeah, it's like plague yeah. stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it is plague yeah. stuff. Yeah. Sneezing and that. That's a shit game by any by any era. Sneezing. Well, if anyone's got any Victorian games like sneezing or rickets, please let us know. Well, thank you very much, ladies. You proper shit me up. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. For a very spooky story from Chat, it's Fate Magazine. Hold on. Now, this one is the testimony of Nellie Bungay, who is 49, from the Isle of Dogs in London. Okay. Before you start imagining some sort of Phil Mitchell type, you know, Dolly Bird. Right. No. They're filmmakers from North London. They're filmmakers. We're talking about a couple of a certain age. She's very refined, not very much makeup, nice sort of windswept hair and a lot of beads. I'm not being snobby, but not the sort of person you normally find in Chat It's Fate magazine. Quite posh, posh people. Her husband's got one of them scarves on that people who travel like to wear. Do you know what I mean, Jelly Bean? (laughs) Go on. Anyway, this is her now. When my husband Bill, a film director, revealed he was buying a haunted house to promote oh. his horror film, that's the sort of money we're talking about, yeah, right? Doing his own Some film. Some people will draw up a poster, he's bought a house. Right. 
I thought, what a waste of money, I muttered. But it was his money and he could do what he wanted with it. Back then, I was a sceptic. I'd never visited a psychic and certainly didn't believe in ghosts. Oh, how cut off! But Bill was determined to buy 30 East Drive in Pontefract, West Yorkshire. You will remember, people, we've dealt with this place before. It's very, very scary and very, very spooky and and, and, and very haunted. It had been the site of a well-known haunting in the 1970s. Fast forward over 40 years and the former council house was empty apart from its resident poltergeist. The angry spirit known as the Black Monk. Remember that guy? Oh, I remember that. And a ghost up my family. It had attacked the former residents, the Pritchard family, throwing things around the house, switching off the electrics, doing that. It was not a friendly ghost, although they'd nicknamed it Fred. Remember that name? Right, Fred, go on. So, the plan was to set the house up after the film premiere and sell it. But soon, ghost hunting groups were contacting Bill about staying the night. Oh, my God! Bill agreed to do a few investigations and the poltergeist was keen to get in on the act. Turning up every single time the ghost hunters visited, people saw human-shaped shadows on the stairs and heard growling. Also, they said, because I am talking about Nellie Bungay, remained sceptical. I didn't believe the stories, even though the spirit's behaviour had been witnessed by many people. (laughs) Uh, But, oh, here we go, she gets her posh friends up. One of my friends, Jane, was interested oh, in psychic stuff. I'm very interested in psychic stuff. You know what Jane looks like, don't you? She's going to be, I don't know, crystals and that. Yeah. We should stay at the house, she suggested. So if it's as scary as people say. <laughs> it won't be, I laughed, but then she taught me round. So myself and three friends, Jane, Susie and Gary. Oh, they sound very posh, yes. Tra- went up. To, they went up to what? Well, the, oh, they went up to. They travelled uh, from London oh, to God. Pontefract. Oh, that's a terrible combination, isn't it? Yes. Bill and I still planned to sell the house. I wanted to see what work was needed. To I wanted to see what work is needed in the property. When we arrived at East Drive, I met the keyholder, Carol, who lives next door. Yeah, fucking hell, the passion's turning up to haunted house. That London lot have come yeah, London lot have come up, the bastards, wanting to come and see haunted house. <laughs> oh, you'll be wanting a fancy takeaway, won't you? <laughs> We've only got Chinese. We've only got Chinese up the road. <laughs> Carol said, you know there's a blue light that's been seen in windows by passers-by. Oh, my and God. And a huge, deep medieval well that sits underneath both properties, yours and mine. <laughs> So hot, I thought to myself. Ooh, ghastly people! But both my friends had gone pale. Well, th- basically, what happens is they stayed there. They had a Chinese takeaway. Ghastly Chinese takeaway. They munched chicken chow mein. They started to feel uncomfortable. Like somebody's watching us, I whispered to the other. They nodded. As I took the empty plates to the sink to wash up, I shivered at the, the terrible crockery someone had left there, no doubt. I'd just walked through a strange ice-cold column of air. Where did it come from? You're up north, love! What do you expect? In the middle of the night, she got up to go to the toilet, needing the loo. I woke Jane and she came upstairs with me. What? Oh, my God, I squealed in fright. And I opened the bathroom door. Someone's just prodded me in the back. You know who that is, don't you? <laughs> you do have a dirty bottom, I've seen it. It's her. You know, you don't want to go to the toilet in the middle of the night when Ruth's there. Is that your willy? Yeah, exactly. Don't worry, I said, I'm going to cross my legs. I told the others, no way, I was going back upstairs again. I managed to go back to sleep, only to wake up about 3 a.m. The house was red hot. It had sc- The heat was almost unbearable. When we woke up at 7.30, the radiators were back on full. We were all freaked out. Whatever is doing this is intelligent and it's watching us, I thought to myself, shuddering. 
It wants to make us feel uncomfortable. Show us who's boss and send us back down to North London. She's soon had a piss. No one's just getting hot and cold. It'd be a liver. (laughs) Exactly. Anyway, it gets the end of this thing, right? And this is the most amazing thing. Bill, the posh one, has been so inspired by his experiences and those of other ghost writers that he's co-written a book, The Black Monk of Pontefract, which includes his own ghostly encounter of being bombarded by small objects on one of his visits. I've been watching you sitting on the toilet. Said the ghost, no doubt. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, if anybody wants us to go up to this house in Pontefract, we'll happily do it! You won't shit me up. No, definitely not. I could pee anywhere, me. And if there's there's anyone who wants us to come and see a a haunted house, we could quite happily go and do it. Yeah, no bother. Why not? As long as it's not on, like, the second weekend of a month, because that's cat weekend, but I can make it work. The ghosts don't revolve round you, my love. They don't know cats. They don't know cats. Well, we've come to the end of another episode of this award-winning podcast. Linda, Linda, what are you going to be doing now with your time? I am looking forward to going to see my friend Cockney Kate. She's going to make me a pie. Oh, how lovely. Where, where, where does she live? Does she live in London? No, does she buggery? She's quite posh now. Oh, and I'm going to be sitting down watching uh, the tennis, Wimbledon. Oh! I thought what was really funny, we got one fella left, in the in, one British fella left, Cameron Norrie. Mm. I was listening to the radio this morning, they said that, that England, Britain has got one final uh, singles tennis player left in Wimbledon. The bloke comes on and goes, you know, it's really great to be, you know, a, a proper English fella, you know, and go, get behind me at Wimbledon. It reminded me of, the other one was Greg Rosetsky, wasn't it? Coming on, hey, you know, that's a real, a real peace super in London. Hey, God save the queen. I got myself at a right two and eight there for I a minute. I got myself in a right two and eight. I'm Greg Rosetsky. Hey, you cock me ding dong son of a bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's not very... Why are they all... Why can't we grow our own? We can grow... We've got Emma Ranicardo. Well... She's bloody helpless, isn't she? She won She's one 19, bit. though. Cut her some slack. I was still... I... Flipping, drinking well, UKD at that age. Okay, but she's got a, she's got a bloody knighted or something, isn't she? She's won that thing. Why try try winning a bloody tennis match? Don't give her a bleeding gong. I bet she thinks job done. Back to bed for job me. Job done, I'm done. 19. And can I just say to Emma, if you are listening, I'm only well joking. Done. You've, you've done more than you've achieved more than me. Britain's finest. I mean, normally, let's be fair. Our, our lot get beaten by a swing ball in the first fucking <laughs> <laughs> round. So anyway, good luck to all our American, English, and uh, Australian. A British uh, tennis players. Will you not be going up to Murray's Mound? Uh, is that what it's called? It? Yeah, it was Henman Hill, Henman Murray's Murray Mound. Mound. No, it'll that be sounded ca- horrible, didn't Cameron it? Cameron Norris Nook it'll be now, won't it, if he does well? Yeah. Anyway, right, until next time, enjoy your cockney pie. Oh, I love it. And we'll see you next time. Until next time, guys, fading now. For- oh, hold on, who's this? Oh. Don't leave without me. Oh, she waved. Final word from Jane, because you do it better than me. Kick by the ocean. Kick by the ocean. Kick by the ocean. I love cake. <laughs> Until next time. We're coming up with the Jane McDonald song now. Bye-bye, friends. See you next bloody week. Well, another show comes to an end. Thanks to Linda, of course, to Barry, to Jake, to Ramon, Nikki and Kira, but mostly to you 
Fiat Company On behalf of me and Linda It's totally in there to have you at all Because you know We realise there are many podcasts out there And we're just glad you chose ours Do you see? And now It's time to Bid you farewell Until next week When there'll be all sorts of fabulous spooky shit going on for your ears. See you next week, guys, and <laughs> try and stay away from the evil spirits. Lovely <laughs> kidding. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, right. Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, we've got videos, cartoons, we've got uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, uh, all the old back catalogue and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there. Fady Nail.